0: Getting eaten by a shark is bad for my anxiety. Thank you very much. Before we start the show, we want to let you know that this episode contains discussion of mental health issues that could have negative effects on some listeners. If you need more information, check the show notes for details.
1: Remember, we're not experts, just two teenagers talking about other people's experiences. If you need advice or support, you should talk to a trusted friend or adult. This podcast is not a replacement for professional support.
0: If you don't feel comfortable talking to someone you know, we have a variety of hotlines and other resources on our website, and you can always reach out to us directly using the contact information in the show notes if you don't know where to start.
1: In addition, please remember that Benjamin and I are two of many people who care about your well-being.
0: Well, we try to ensure that everything we say during the show reflects this. We're only human, and what we say sometimes sounds different from what we mean.
1: If you feel like something we say in this episode could have negative impacts, please reach out using the contact information in the show notes, and we'll do our best to correct our mistake.
0: Now, here's the show. Welcome to the Human Equation Podcast, a show about what it means to be a teenager in the 21st century. I'm Benjamin.
1: And I'm Darshini.
0: Today, we'll be hearing from a listener who's been considering sharing her story for a long time.
1: She's going to be talking about her experience with anxiety and ADHD.
0: Erin, take it away.
2: started in fourth grade for me. I had been doing really well up to that year, and I was able to focus like everybody else. But in fourth grade, I couldn't focus. I would daydream a lot, and it would take me weeks just to learn new material that wasn't necessarily that challenging. I was struggling to focus overall, and I was trying to put my best into my work, but it was impossible because I had a hard time focusing on it. In fifth grade, my parents took me to a learning specialist where I got diagnosed with ADHD. I started taking meds for it, and my grades started to improve as it was easier to focus for me. I was doing well, I was kicking school's butt, but it also came around with some side effects. I had had anxiety before I had even started taking my ADHD meds, but my ADHD meds heightened them. For example, I could not stop biting my nails, playing with my hair, picking scabs. I have scars on my arms from just like being so anxious that I had to pick my arms. With ADHD, you can't necessarily sit still. It's hard to focus, and with anxiety, it's hard to like keep your mind off things. I would play with my hands hands of my fingers and stuff like that, like even now I'm like cracking my knuckles and playing with my fingers and doing weird things with them. I was taught when I was younger, whenever something felt off, like if I felt sick, I would fight through, like suck it up and keep going because that's what my parents always did and I wanted to be like them. I would have side effects from my meds, like major panic attacks and I was just overall not doing that great, but I kept going and my grades were doing well. This continued all the way up until ninth grade. Ninth grade, I was doing the exact same thing I had done in middle school, but it hadn't seemed to be working, and I was just working and working and working, and as I was doing that, I would start panicking more and more and more. My panic attacks started to come every single day or once a week. My amount of panic attacks had increased all the way from 6th grade to ninth grade. During that time in ninth grade, I was struggling a lot. I was actually trying to get help for my anxiety and such, and I had quit swimming. Swimming was a huge thing for me. I had been doing it ever since fifth grade. It was a year-round commitment. I would be swimming six days a week. My grades were slipping, but I kept fighting, and I would pull all-nighters. I started to not act like myself. I felt like I was putting on a fake smile every day. I was at school. I was comforting my friends, even though I wasn't necessarily feeling okay. But this year, my tenth grade year, I decided I can't help others if I can't help myself. So with the help of a therapist, my parents and my family and friends, I was able to get my mental health together and I'm still on my journey currently, but It's going stronger. I've met so many people in my life who have helped me and changed the way I thought of things. And I feel a lot better about myself. I'm still not 100%, but I want to be there one day. And I'm hoping that I can take control of my anxiety and my ADHD and finally be there for people. Because I don't want this to become something that makes me different. Because I want to be normal.
0: The Human Equation will be right back. Hi everyone, we wanted to take a moment to let you know about another great podcast that you might enjoy.
1: We're always on the lookout for interesting podcasts, and when we found This Teenage Life, we knew it was perfect.
0: It's created by a group of teenagers who share their own experiences on a variety of topics, including relationships, kindness, and the fears associated with growing up.
1: We believe the content we put in our show reflects on us, so we've taken the time to listen to This Teenage Life. And believe that taking a few minutes to check it out for yourself would be a valuable use of your time
0: you can find this teenage life wherever you're listening to the human equation right now and we have a link to their website in the show notes
1: happy listening hi guys it's darshini before the journal discussion segment i wanted to take a moment to thank you for taking the time to listen if you like the show We'd appreciate it if you shared it with some friends and maybe even on social media. Additionally, you can follow us on Instagram for the latest updates and more. There's more information in the show notes. And now, back to the show. So, I just wanted to start by addressing the concept of normal because Aaron isn't the first person who has mentioned the idea of wanting to be normal. And I just wanted to point out that we decide what normal is based on what normal is to us. Like normal is a very cultural thing and natural variation is normal mental illness, mental health, it's all normal. A changing status of your mental health is completely normal. And it's existed for a long time, right? In all these different places under all these different names, it exists. And that's completely normal. And I'd also like to mention the difference between normal and typical. Typical is what is in accordance to your behavior. Something that happens often and isn't a surprise. Whereas normal is something that's regular and not out of the ordinary. Struggling with your mental health at times is normal. You feeling that you're acting in a way that isn't typical of you, that's different. And when you feel that you aren't acting in a way that is typical of you, or you notice that someone else that you know is not acting in a way that is typical of them, that is a moment when you have to realize you have to talk to them or like you need to get help. But I just want to make it clear that this occurrence is normal.
0: Right, and I don't feel like normalcy is a good goal, because I know a lot of people who I wouldn't necessarily describe as normal or average, but I'd much rather they continue to be them than try to be normal. We want to continue to be ourselves, and we shouldn't strive to be like we perceive other people to be, because that's another issue that comes into play. Everything we think is normal is an issue of perception, not of reality. Because we only see a small segment of other people's lives, especially when it comes to things like social media. So what we consider normal often is the edited, filtered version of other people's lives that we interact with. Because often people don't share the harsher portions of their life that they don't feel comfortable with.
1: I think it would be good to talk about why there is a stigma behind mental illnesses in the first place. And I think there's a couple of different reasons for it, but one of them is definitely a lack of knowledge and a negative attitude towards it. I think some people might see it as that particular person's fault and something that they should be able to easily fix, and it's not. And I know that kind of thinking is prevalent in different cultures. As a person who's Indian, I can definitely say that is an issue within. Indian culture like I've heard people like parents and stuff say like that kind of stuff it doesn't happen in our culture which doesn't make any sense let me tell you it is not based in like signs or anything and other people saying like it's a scam like doctors are behind your money and then there is a commonality like kind of a strong belief or thinking I don't know if it's just in my family it's common in a lot of Indian families or just outside of Indian culture as well just the idea of like what will other people say or like what will other people think and that kind of goes along with like the lack of knowledge right like even if a parent accepts like this is an issue they might feel like it's something that they can't talk about because of what are other people gonna say or think and just to point a couple of things out is that first of all it's not a scam (laughs) it's real and it's not something that really goes away on its own or can be super easily fixed like a character flaw or something and the other thing is if you're constantly thinking about what other people are going to say about your life You're not really living it. And so your health is something that is so important. And regardless of what people think, it's something that you need to take care of and take charge of.
0: Right. And I think it's also important to recognize that mental illnesses, they're not some weird Thing that we don't understand they a specific difference in the way that someone's brain works and we can measure that we can track that and we can show consistency in that and what i mean by that is everyone who has anxiety we can find certain patterns in the ways their brain works that are similar across all of those people so we know that anxiety is something that is first of all a physical difference in the way the brain functions And we can show that for everyone who has anxiety, that physical difference is there. And that means that it's not something people can control. It's not something that's someone's fault. It's something that is there in their brains that they have no power over and that we shouldn't expect them to be able to change, especially not without our help and support.
1: Just to take advantage of this episode and kind of broaden the perspective and the ideas that we have on mental health and mental illnesses, I wanted to mention something that a lot of people might not have heard of, but certainly a lot of people have felt at different times in their life, and that's something called imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome is basically chronic self-doubt or like a sense of fraudulence that overrides any feelings of success that you might have. There was a time in like 10th grade for me, I was not having a great time and anything good that happened to me, I definitely felt like I didn't deserve it. Like anytime I would be sitting with my friends, I would really wonder what I was doing there and who I had replaced. Like I truly believed that I didn't deserve to be there with all of them because they were just such great people, kind people and wonderful people. And I didn't feel the same way about myself. And this is actually really, really common, and it happens to a lot of people, even really famous people, like people who you wouldn't think would have those kind of feelings. Einstein, Maya Angelou, who wrote, you know, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, like all these really important people, they have felt the same way. And I would just like to point out that that is a thing, and surrounding yourself with people who really care about you and know what kind of person you are can help combat those kind of feelings.
0: Right. And I know I'm not going to single handedly cure imposter syndrome, but I do want to point out that if you're feeling like you don't deserve your friends or you don't deserve the good things that have happened to you, things that you accomplished or things that you somehow caused, then that's wrong. Because if people are friends with you, they're friends with you because they appreciate being around you, they enjoy being around you, and they want to be around you. And the things that you've accomplished, You do deserve those things. And I know that's hard to recognize sometimes. And I think that at times everyone feels like maybe they don't deserve everything good that's happened to them. But everyone is an amazing person who's accomplished so much. Life isn't easy. And by getting this far, we all deserve the good things that have happened to us. So another thing Erin talked about was the idea of not feeling like herself. And I think that with any mental illness, that's the biggest red flag that you can have. And I think that that's the point where if you haven't already talked to someone and gotten help with that, then I think that's the indication that you need to talk to someone and you need to get someone's help. Because once you start not feeling like yourself, first of all, that can be a sign that there's bigger problems. And second of all, that can lead to negative feelings about yourself. Because that can probably be a trigger for that imposter syndrome Darsh was talking about. If you feel like you're putting on a face, if you feel like you're not being truthful.
1: I'd like to go back to a part in Erin's story where she was talking about quitting swimming. Seeing another friend quitting something or not paying as much attention to something that they previously really enjoyed, that's definitely a red flag as well. And I'd also like to say on the flip side, while Erin ended up giving up swimming entirely for some time, it's always okay to cut back on something that you previously were really passionate about for sake of maintaining your mental health. If that makes sense, if there are a lot of things on your plate and you care about all of them, but you can definitely afford to get rid of something, go ahead and do it because you need to put yourself first sometimes. And I know it's definitely hard for a lot of people, especially for me, if I'm working on something with a lot of people and I just can't seem to find the balance that I need to find. It's okay to put yourself first and step back for a while, whether it's from something that you're doing on your own or something with other people.
0: I also want to touch on something that I know I struggle with and Darsh yells at me a lot about, but Aaron really said it well, you can't help others if you're not helping yourself. And I think that's something that's important to remember, right? No one's above this stuff. No one's immune to mental health issues. And you really do have to, when you're helping other people, you need to be aware of what's going on with you because otherwise you just can't help other people. You need to make sure that you're okay before you can help other people be okay.
1: That's it for this episode. Before we go, we wanted to remind you to send us your stories about teenage life.
0: They can be related to mental health, but they don't have to be. We're particularly interested in technology and social media, but you can share anything.
1: We also need your feedback so that we can keep improving the show. Reach out using the contact information in the show notes and tell us your thoughts.
0: Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back soon.
1: Until then, stay human.
0: The Human Equation is created by Benjamin and Darshini. Special thanks to Erin for sending us her story for this episode. You can find information about who else contributed to this episode and instructions for submitting your own story, music, or artwork in the show notes.
1: I nodded in an agreement, but you didn't see it.
0: That's less helpful on a podcast. <laughs>